It's Jim, it's Tuesday the 19th of May 2020, it's the 30th episode of The World of Bonds. First of all, thank you to the Sunday Times for sending lots of new subscribers this way by plugging the podcast in this week's edition of the paper. Overnight, risk assets have ripped higher, so equity markets are up anything from 3% to, in the DAX in Germany, around 6%. The reason for that is a combination of reaction to some good news on vaccine development and also importantly for the Europeans, um, an EU rumour that there's going to be half a trillion euros recovery package agreed. Uh, France and Germany are leading this and the important bit about this package is it consists of grants and not loans. It was the idea that companies would have to, sorry, countries would have to beg for loans rather than grants that wouldn't have to be repaid that was the stumbling block in previous negotiations about a recovery package. So good news for European companies and countries as well. Finally, oil's up over $30 uh, a barrel. Uh, Finally, remember it traded at minus $30 a barrel back in March. All of those things together mean a good day for uh, risk assets like equities, but also credit. So investment grade dollar credit trading back down below 200 basis points uh, as a spread over government bonds and a big rally in high yield too with 717 basis points is where high yield is in the States. That was out at over um, 770 or something like that just a few days ago. So uh, a big move there too. Government bonds having a bad day, uh, they often do the reverse of what risk assets do. So 10-year US Treasuries are six basis points higher at 70. JGB is pretty much unchanged, minus one basis points. 10-year gilts at 25 and the German Bund at minus 47 basis points. Today, I'm going to look at the relationship between equity markets and debt markets. In the wave of central bank and government stimulus post the crisis, whether that's the cheap loans, the negative rates, the fiscal spending, there's almost been a sentiment that debt levels don't matter to companies anymore Uh, and even getting junked i.e sent from the world of investment grade credit ratings to the world of high yield credit ratings doesn't make a a significant difference and partly that the reason for that is that people like the federal reserve has said to companies that are getting junked like ford that they'll carry on buying their bonds even though they're junk bonds so for them it doesn't matter but it does matter it's not true that it's irrelevant what your debt levels are Uh, The investment bank City has looked at year-to-date equity market performance for all companies and ranked them by their company credit rating. Remember, credit rating is um, Moody's, Standard & Poor's will assign something ranging from AAA credit rating for the very best companies in the world. I think there's only a couple of them left at AAA. Down to BBB, that's the weakest investment grade companies. If you go down below BBB minus and into the world of double B, single B and triple C, then you're regarded as a high yield company, a speculative company or a junk bond company. And so what City have done is looked at all those credit rating bands, triple A, double A, single A, etc. And then looked at how their equities performed. And in short, debt burden is the only thing that matters for equity markets this year. It's not whether it's a tech company or a non-tech company or a financials company or a non-financials company or a growth versus value kind of relationship. It's about the credit rating. So uh, bearing in mind these numbers are before um, last night's uh, big rally in equity markets around the world. But in general, AA rated corporate bonds, they're down 10% year to date. Single A, 20% down. 
triple B, 30% down, and then you move into the world of uh, junk bonds and that relationship uh, carries on too. So for example, a single B rated company that has uh, listed equity, their listed equity is down 55%. So huge difference between the performance of the highly credit rated companies and the weekly credit rated companies. And that pretty much corresponds and correlates with the amount of debt, the debt burden of each of these companies um, that they have. The more debt you have, the worse your equity losses are in 2020. So worth bearing in mind that for all the talk that debt levels don't matter either for governments or for corporates anymore, um, that hasn't shown to be the case, especially for corporates so far this year, but also for for governments. And we've seen some of the weakness in um, peripheral European uh, countries with high debt spread, uh, high debt levels too. Also worth considering uh, what was called the equity risk premium. Um, so the ERP, the equity risk premium, is really the additional yield or additional return that you get on equities, which are risky assets versus government bonds, which are safe or risk-free assets. The way you calculate this varies from academic to academic. You can use things uh, like long-term returns, or you can look at the earnings yield of the company or the dividend yield uh, of the company. And if you looked at those yields on uh, a a company's equity, they've been surprisingly high relative to bond yields for a very long time. You know, that that relationship between bond yields and equity yields used to be quite stable um, and predictable. But for a long time, equity yields, dividend yields have been relatively high compared to government bond yields. And that might suggest if you're a rational investor, you might favour equities with their higher yields against bonds, which in some case have extremely low and even, as we saw with Japan earlier and Germany, negative yields. So get your high yield or get your negative yield, which would you prefer? And rationally, you might well think that equities look more attractive than uh, low yielding government bonds. We um, have been through this cycle and we thought that, you know, might see that relationship normalise at some stage. And it has, to some stage, started to normalise, but it isn't doing that because equities are rallying or because government bonds are selling off, which are two methods that that could uh, readjust to the more normal relationship of an equity risk premium. It's happening because the E is disappearing, because earnings are disappearing um, from companies. So the earnings yields are falling because companies aren't earning anything during this period of um, uh, coronavirus shutdown. And if earnings disappear, in some cases we're seeing, in fact not just some cases, but quite widely across uh, equity markets, dividends are disappearing. So companies are not paying equity dividends or they're slashing those equity dividends to reflect the new reality of loss of learning, uh, loss of earnings. So this kind of brings into stark relief one of the benefits of bonds and one of the benefits of corporate bonds as well, which is that a company can't decide to cut a corporate bond coupon. They are legally contractual and generally fixed at a certain level, whether that's 3%, 5% or or 7% if you're a a higher yielding company. And that is one of the great attractions of corporate bonds. And um, I guess that they're, they're proving their worth as we go through this crisis. Have a good day.